So what the fuck have you got now? Should let me see that thing again. My uh, my margarita glass. Yeah, your your fucking bachelorette size party thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some of us need more than one <laughs> lemon drop, man. Uh, you know, I'm a cheap date, man. You know, I'm. Yeah. Well, I, have been. well, it's great too, man. You know, go out, fucking go to the fights, you know, whatever, and. Some asshole says, hey, man, you know, thanks for covering for some shit for me. Let me go ahead and get you some Red Bull Bombers and like, I don't know, six, eight or ten of these motherfuckers. And I'm like, hey, man, we're having a good time. <laughs> hey, we talked about that one last time. Yeah. Uh, what we didn't talk about, how uh, the reason why uh, your ex was so pissed was because you were the driver. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, we had to get home. I mean, what, what the fuck am I going to take a bus? Come on now. Yeah. yeah. Disclaimer, <laughs> this is before Uber. So, oh, yeah, this is long before. God, when was this? This was 05. Uh, when was this? Oh, this was 05, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. 05. Oh, so this okay. is 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. But still, <laughs> um, funny as shit. I will also say this not before taxis were invented. So we're still. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, I didn't care. You're the one driving. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Drove all the way home. People are looking like, you, you've been drinking? Like, yeah, I had eight or 10 of these fucking things. She goes, you don't feel tipsy or phone? No, I feel fine. What's the problem? That was the Red Bull. <laughs> so I, uh, today, I, uh, I, hey, so, real, real quick. yeah, what you got? So I, I listened into your last one, man. Sorry to hear about Paul. Oh yeah, Paul is a, Paul's a good dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll clink the glasses on that motherfucker. Yep. Uh, he was he was Paul. a good dude. To big Paulie. <laughs> and the best part was is when they when he told me uh, when he first told me he goes, "Hey man, I got cancer." And I'm like, "No, not hard drinking, hard smoking, Paul. They so fucking <laughs> like you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do have to say that was kind of messed up how you found out about it. I didn't know. Oh yeah, I didn't know either. Yeah, that's jacked up. Oh totally. And the poor woman at the crematory, uh, she she says, "Hey, I'm calling for payment." And I go, "Yeah, let me uh, let me go ahead." And isn't the guy supposed to be dead? And she goes, "Oh, shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it was anybody else, especially at this time, oh, that yeah. could have been. Oh yeah, this poor this poor woman. Right. She you could just tell she was like, "Fuck, I have walked into a minefield, and it is snow covered, and I have no idea how to get out." <laughs> just luckily, it ended up being you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was like, "Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, shit happens, you know." Um, by the way, mm-hmm. I've got a uh, work story. Uh, hmm. Not that I did, but some of my guys did uh, recently. A crematorium, actually. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, they had a fire. No, not at a crematory. This is so unlike that place. <laughs> well, what had happened was apparently they tried cremating a guy that was over 400 pounds. Oh, I've heard stories like that. Yeah. And the extra fat acts as an mm-hmm. accelerant. Yes, it does. Just, yeah, they're, they're missing their roof. <laughs> ooh, ooh. although i have heard that there are there are places that can handle that kind of load so to speak <laughs> and uh best part is, is that they're now making custom crematory ovens for dudes that big and they're taking all that shit into consideration which i'm sitting there going how fucking many people are that goddamn big this is america uh, true i mean you know we got some pudgy people but jesus christ 400 pounds come on now 
we have a TV show called My 600 Pound Life. Oh, yeah. Was that was that the girl? No, that was the fat, fabulous chick. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> I, I want to say it was my old lady, my current old lady, uh, but it might have been an ex. When this first, when the show first came on, I don't know. It's all blends in, you yeah, know. With the girls you dated, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, you know, it's it's whatever, it's you know. <laughs> yeah. But they the showed me this had a type. <laughs> yeah, she had a type. You know, she had to be born a woman. You know, I'm sorry, sorry, trans folks. You know, you just don't have a shot with me. You know, you know, get throw a few drinks at me, maybe. You know. <laughs> well, no, you know which type I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, where you know, deuce, deuce and a half, not bad. I need a girl in her fighting weight, you know. <laughs> in fact, that reminds me of uh, uh, when we we're. Huh? Why did you do that, you friggin' gigolo? Because <laughs> hey, they paid my fucking bills. <laughs> and my car payment, my bills, my insurance. <laughs> that was great too. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you know, I, I was young and broke, and you know, the girl was nice and. She's and we kind of came to an agreement. She was like, "Listen, here's the thing." Uh, she was a biggin, you know, no, no question. She was a biggin, but she was kind of like, "Listen, I don't need a boyfriend. I, I don't want any of the boyfriend problems, you know. Sometimes I just need a good dickin, you know." Cool. And I'm kind of the notion, you know, I'm like 19 at the time, and I'm like, "Fuck it, you know, I, I I don't mind, you know." She had a pretty face, and she's like, "Listen, I'll pay the car payment, pay the insurance when we go out. I'll pick up the tab. Just when we go out, when we go home, that dick is mine." Yeah, hard for me to argue, you know. <laughs> so, um, reminds me of uh, um, what the fuck was it? There was a chick at the Roseland. She was you, you, the waterbed tits, you know, the kind of girl where she wears like the push-up bra, but she already got big tits yeah. as is. And it, you yeah. know, every time she laughs or walks or whatever, it's just like a waterbed. Just oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Got and ten thousand strength up in that uh, uh, in that bra of hers. Yep. <laughs> so she, uh, I was like, oh my god, look at the waterbed tits on the bitch, <laughs> and she heard me, and so I was like, oh my god, and she looks at me, and I go, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, you're fat as shit. I'll fuck you though. You're kind of pretty, <laughs> and she's like, stop, <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> but um, so anyway, so earlier today, so on Reddit, there's a uh, Vancouver Washington subreddit. And mm-hmm. this uh, this kid made some comment. I forget what it was, but he was talking. Oh, they were talking about Jamie Herrera Butler, what the fuck her name is. Okay, you know how she flipped over mm-hmm. to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about her politics, honestly. You know, she 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 comes across as like your stereotypical weasel, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, some dude jumped in. Didn't you like, say you met her? No, that was uh, Stonier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Monica Stonier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we. Uh, this guy says, yeah, uh, I didn't vote for her because I'm a democratic socialist and blah, blah, blah. And so, of course, I pipe in with like, people are a fucking virus. You know, just leave your ideology that made you flee behind. <laughs> and he got all butthurt and all that kind of shit. And so, like a bitch, like a whiny little cocksucker, he goes on and he looks through my post history and he goes, oh, my God, you have a podcast called How Men Talk. How pathetic. And I'm like, like, I give a fuck what you think. <laughs> It's like, I'm not trying to, you know, get you to judge me. Fuck you, you know? So anyways, he goes, I can't believe it. You know, it's just hyper masculinity. And he goes on and on and on about that shit. 
And of course I'm sitting there going, dude, I, I can't help it. You know, <laughs> that you're a little bitch. And he says, you know, suck my left nut. And so I'm like, well, you're a democratic socialist. You know, you're not really known for having nuts. So why don't you just calm down? Right. <laughs> so, uh, actually yeah. on a kind of a similar note, have you been yeah. noticing this trend that I've been seeing lately, mm-hmm. uh, where guys are literally wearing <sighs> skirts down to their ankles? I saw there was some famous dude. I think he's a singer. Fuck is his name? Like John Mayer, some one of those one of those dudes, right? He yeah. was he was on there and he was wearing a dress. And somebody said something, and of course he naturally went, "Oh look, I can wear what I want." And I'm sitting there going, "You you look fucking ridiculous, dude. You want to wear a dress, you know, for some publicity or whatever? Wear a fucking dress. I don't care, you know." Well, don't get me wrong yeah but don't i'll fucking tease you for it you're wearing a dress you look like you look and the thing is it was a long dress you look like a woman dress i i fully agree and i've been (sighs) seeing them lately throughout portland yeah yeah yeah. really Uh, okay actually uh i'm just gonna say a customer of mine that i'm going Mm -hmm. back to monday the last time (laughs) i saw him he was wearing one of those that was a real dress or was it like a like a like a, a kilt that wasn't quite done right no, what it is is it's a full-length skirt, not a dress. It's not the, the upper fuck? half. It's a skirt that goes down to their ankles. What I've been fuck? seeing it more and more with uh, with the trendier hipster guys. Of course they are, yeah. And by the way, uh, this guy has uh, a hobby where he collects old arcade games. All right, fair enough. So, I mean, kind of a cool little thing. And every other time I've seen him, he's been, I don't know, wearing pants. Right. And then just this last time I saw him, he was wearing that. And I was just like, oh, you're one of those. Okay, I got them. <laughs> now, he's got a wife. He is a straight guy. Which, you know, wife and a kid, that's a great cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise. Um Mm. So, uh, <laughs> really can hear you in the background too <laughs> you lady giving shit hey ask, ask her this ask her this all right so okay. i me and the me and the dude on reddit we were going back and forth and i was basically calling him a whiny little cocksucker so when oh, uh, yeah yeah you know no, go ahead ask her and then i'll get back okay. to it so ask her this is she the kind of man that she likes? I mean, obviously you. Why? I don't know. Maybe head trauma. But <laughs> when she looks for a dude, I assume she looks for a masculine dude, right? She looks for a guy that can, like, hold his own, who knows how to change a tire, who doesn't wear a fucking dress. Whereas if, you know, they go down an alley, you know, she's not the tough one. I assume that's the kind of guy she's looking for, right? That seem reasonable, dear? Yeah, she, she's nodding her head, yes. Yeah. her head? Okay, so she wants a man. Right. And this is an argument I've made along. You don't have to be like this hyper masculine, jacked up truck, you know, former Marine, you know, did all this whole blood and guts shit. Not doing any of that shit. Right. But there comes a, there's got to be a fucking line. Right. There's, you know, a woman, every woman I've ever talked to, there we go. Much better. I've ever talked to has said, I want a man. All right. I want a man who I can feel like a woman with all right i want a guy who can protect me i got a guy who has a job i want there we go much better i'm losing weight as we speak (laughs) 
I want to make it. the lemon drops, man. You got to try something different. These things are great. In fact, oh, I almost bought some bourbon today. Almost bought some bourbon because uh, I knew that uh, uh, Big Paul loved uh, loved bourbon. He loved uh, Johnny Walker Blue, which I think is a whiskey. Uh, and I almost well, bought a bottle of that What I was telling shit. you last yeah. time uh-huh. was you got to let me make you what's called a whiskey smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's made with bourbon. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, next show, how about, uh, how about I just swing over to your place? I'll bring uh, my laptop and we'll uh, just record it in-house. That, that'd work. All right, cool. All right. So anyway, so, but every woman I've ever known, and, and she can probably testima- uh, testify to this too, they want a man. You may have to Uber home though. <laughs> I just drive home. What's the problem? You know, you had a few drinks, you drove home. You know, I don't get fucked up so I can see how well I do on the test later. <laughs> Well, and we should probably do it next week because mm-hmm. something tells me you're getting the FBI on your uh, doorstep here shortly. If I'm not on somebody's list, somebody ain't doing their job. <laughs> you a picture of that bumper sticker that said that? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, um, no, because honestly, listening to your podcast, I'm like, dude, don't be saying that. Which part? Last week when you were saying that you – we're giving Paul access to all this. Oh yeah. Well, that's stuff. the thing. So the, the access stuff, luckily none of that's criminal. It's all civil and you have to trace me and it's all routed, uh, encrypted, all that kind of shit. And Paul's dead now. So it's like, well, you know, cut that Avenue off. Is, but you just put it out on a podcast. Mm. <laughs> oh, did you, well, you saw how fluffy had a, a bit where he was talking about cracking the Nintendo Wii, right? No, I don't remember that. Oh my God. I don't know if it was a concert we went to or if it was a special idea. I want to say it was a special he did. He was talking about Frankie and Frankie mm-hmm. was being good and doing everything right. And he says, yeah, he says, you know, oh, I got it. He says, I got a Nintendo Wii. I he says, and if you know that. a computer guy and blah, blah, blah. He's talking about cracking Nintendo Wii. And I'm like, fuck, dude, dude, you're on a special. All right, whatever, dude. <laughs> hey, I I used to love my Wii that uh, that I, I cracked. But yeah. and I can say that because that was over 10 years ago. Exactly. Um, but then it got stolen and I was pissed. Yeah, yeah. Had the extra had the extra hard drive with over 300 games on oh, it. Yeah. And oh yeah. My uh my a person I know, their kid, um, he was really a Nintendo Wii. And we told him, like, listen, we need you to understand something. There it, there's a, a phrase that we use in this in this circle of people. It pays to be a winner. You bust ass, you do right, you pay keep your nose to the grindstone. We it comes with certain rewards. So kid was doing great, great in school. He was hitting high notes, all that kind of shit. So we got him a Wii. We cracked it the whole nine. We tossed a hard drive on, right? And we told him every A you get, you get five games, right? Of your choice, five games. Every B you get, you get one game. Every C you get, you get zero games, right? Every D you get, you get negative three games. Every F you get, you get negative 20 games. You get one F and I will wipe your shit. (laughs) <laughs> so he was kicking ass one year i mean i could barely keep up you know just downloading games like crazy well fast forward he got like three s or some shit like i mean he just nosedived so we're like nope sorry you know actions have consequences right so i walked in when he was in eating dinner I went over to this friend's house. Walked and, over there with a magnet. <laughs> oh, I did one better. I went into the Nintendo Wii, you know, menu thing, sorted Ooh. by hours played, and then wiped oh. every one of them. Now here's a kicker: it wipes the saves as well when you do that. Uh huh. So wiped them all. Walked in the room. 
sat down, had dinner. Hey, everybody doing all right? Cool. How's your grades? Ah, you know, whatever, you know. And it was just a, an excuse. It wasn't even like, a, well, you know, uh, sorry, man. You know, I, I, I was this girl I was chasing, you know, some bullshit excuse that I'll buy. <clears throat> so cool, man. So uh, I leave and uh, this uh, person calls me, the dad. He says, you got to hear this tantrum he's having in the back end. <laughs> he finished dinner. was like, I'm going to go play Wii. Went to play his games. His games were gone. Top six. He had like 100 some odd games at this point. Um, and, you know, birthdays, things like that roll around. You get him more games. But literally, I wiped out like half his collection. And he's like, this is bullshit. <sighs> and he just looked at the boy and he says, keep acting up. I'm going to start wiping more games. <laughs> <laughs> Although, which which kind of segues into, uh, I, I'm going to find this dude's name. I was talking about uh, good fathers, right? Uh, okay. Let's see if I can find the dude's name. Where's Gary at? There he is. <clears throat> All right. So get a thought in your head. The greatest father of all time. All right. Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> before the rape. I, I, and I was thinking that too. <laughs> before all the rape. Well, before we knew about all the rape. Clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let me get you some of this NyQuil. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was driving. <laughs> well, I was driving home and I was thinking about, you know, topics for today. And uh, we were talking and, and uh, one of the things I was thinking, I was like, God, you know, uh, oh, I remember what it was. Um, uh, you know that song, Let My Love Open Your Door? Open the door. Uh, it's by the Who's guitarist. What the fuck is his name? Uh, what the fuck is his name? The Who guitarist. You lost me, man. <laughs> All right. You'd know him if you saw him, right? Uh, not Pete Townsend, right? Yeah, okay. So yeah. way back when, Pete Townsend got in a little bit of trouble because, and this is like, 2001, two, three, somewhere in there. He got in trouble because his credit card got caught up on, was found on a child molestation website, right? Ooh. Oh, it was bad. And so, and I'm getting the details a little wrong. So, you know, kind of, you, you may have to research it on your own, but basically it was this big media storm, the whole nine. And he said, oh, I was, I was molested as a boy. I was researching and I'm writing a book, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think the book ever came out, if that's legitimately what it was. Um, but it just kind of quietly went away. Well, <clears throat> then I got to thinking about all the fucking dudes who were horrible fucking people, right? So you got this guy who's got his credit card on a child molester's website. You got Michael Jackson, which, you know, you know my ex, mm -hmm. right? Me and my ex, we, you know, she could get run over by a truck and I would step over her corpse. But one thing she was absolutely right about, you know what she did for a living uh, mm -hmm. and the specializations. She dealt with sex offenders yep. all the time. And when the first uh, uh, Michael Jackson thing came out, she's like, and she read through the evidence, she's like, that motherfucker's a child molester. Then he got it. He, he made a little uh, uh, deal, paid something like $20 million. Then he got dinged again. And she's like, I'm telling you, that dude, if he's not a child molester, he is a one in a trillion chance because he, he is grooming. He is doing everything right. In fact, the, uh, the, uh, the, the jury in the second one, they said, we think he's a child molester. We just don't think he molested that child. So I'm thinking of all the times of all shit like that, right? And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, 
you know, what kind of person allows their kid to be around somebody who was previously accused of molestation, right? So Mm -hmm. that's kind of the, 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 the power of money, especially when you're talking about Michael Jackson level money, right? You know, because I'm sitting there thinking, what yeah. kind of what kind of man allows his kids to be around shit like that? And of course, you know, that naturally went to the whole Joe Biden thing with uh, him sniffing the kids and the father just standing there. And I'm sitting there going, punch him in the fucking mouth, dude. It doesn't. You, yeah, you're going to get tackled by Secret Service. Yeah, you're going to probably go to jail. You know, yeah, there's a couple of things that are going to happen. But at the end of the fucking day, you defended your kid. Right. And then that naturally led me down the rabbit hole of the greatest father who has ever lived. Gary Plout. Plausch, and I'm spelling his, or I'm mispronouncing his name, I guarantee it, but it's P-L-A-U-C-H-E, and you've probably seen this video. So he had, he had a boy who was kidnapped and molested his boy. He, uh, it was like a karate instructor or some shit like that. Grabbed okay. boy, kidnapped, ran, molested him the whole night. Cops catch up with the molester, arrest the guy, and you know when you see those videos where um it's you know the the media shows up and there's all this shit going on and the cameras are in their face and and the guy's walking down the aisle and he's got his handcuffs on or whatever you're like why'd you do it you know that kind of shit so gary (laughs) now keep in mind this is at an airport in 1984 the guy gets arrested and is taken off the plane and you can tell how old this is because gary is sitting in a row of of uh, uh, payphones, right? Oh, He's yeah, sitting yeah. there. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So this guy gets off the plane in handcuffs, two cops side by side. Gary walks up to the dude and puts a bullet in the back of his fucking head. And it is the greatest video I've ever seen. Shoots him. Guy drops. Blood is gushing out of his head. You can find it online. Um cops grab him shove him up against the wall you know gary why'd you do it why'd you do it why'd you do it and he goes you know hey he molested my kid fuck you you know Mm -hmm. and the whole time i'm sitting there thinking that is the greatest fucking father of all time he was like you know what i'm not gonna put my boy through a trial i'm not gonna put my boy through any more of this shit i'm gonna kill this motherfucker and you know we all talk about the same shit oh i'm gonna kill this guy if he touches my kid this motherfucker went through with it now what's (laughs) great about this the whole fucking thing What's great about it is he did this in Texas. <laughs> oh yeah, he's off then. Yeah, yeah. What they give him uh, community service? <laughs> so, oh here we go. So he got caught. They, they the the camera caught him and it was like Gary Why, Gary Why, Gary Why, right? So the dude who got shot fell into a coma and died that day, right? So he was charged with second degree murder. He took a plea bargain where he pleaded content, no contest of manslaughter. He got seven year suspended sentence with five years probation and 300 hours of community service. And it's like, thing. yeah, how many, what do you get? Community yeah. service? He got, he got nothing. Got. Exactly. He got nothing. Right. Cause the cops are like, listen, you clearly shot this guy on video. We have to, we have to do something with you. Right. But yeah. the whole time I'm sitting there going, yeah, yeah. That, that's what you do when, when the molester, you know, touches your kids and does shit like that, you put a bullet in the back of his fucking head. You don't sit there yeah. and go, oh, poor me. And you put him, the kid through therapy and you put him through a trial and you put him through all this shit and you re-victimize the poor little bastard. You put two in this fucking animals in the back of his head and you kill well, him. And mm-hmm. frankly, if it was in Texas, mm-hmm. I mean, literally all he did was save them the energy it was going to take yeah. to throw the switch. Yeah. Because that's exactly what they were going to do too. Well, So they're like, ah, 
You just beat us to the punch, man. Well, and then the other thing is that I got to thinking about this and I'm like, what would happen if this happened in like California? California would have thrown the fucking book at this poor prick who really didn't honestly didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do a goddamn thing wrong. He was defending his kid. He put a bullet in this kid's head and he was like, that's it. Fuck him. You know, and I'm the kind of the same way. Yeah. Like, you know, you see all these, these continual times where nobody does anything like like the latest one that that drives me up the fucking wall uh there's a senator swalwell or whatever the fuck it is he was fucking a chinese spy like he was fucking this lady and she turned out to be a goddamn chinese spy in the meantime if if our guys get caught over in china they kill them and we just go well you know we shouldn't do that we should you know pull them off to the side give them a couple years in jail then we release them and then they go back to china and it's all fine and i'm like no no Put a bullet in the back of their fucking head, throw them out in the street, and let the vultures pick them apart. Fuck them. So anyway, but I got to reading on this whole thing on Gary, and I just giggled like a maniac because I just loved watching that go. And you see Gary just like, yeah, yeah I shot him. So fucking what? <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, you said it was an airport in 1984. Yeah, I mean he was so he, he was, was literally. Thing. So you know how like you're walking in the down airport. Mm-hmm. Think about this to everybody out there, especially the millennials who don't mm-hmm. get what life was like, like back then. Yeah. He literally had a gun in the airport. Mm-hmm. Walked right in. He was all the way up to the gate. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I And I've got a story with that. Oh, you got a guy. <laughs> I got a story and it reminds me of Kennison. Go ahead. Well, mine's probably not as bad as Kenneth. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, you know, I used to work at the airport. Right. Uh, way back when. We're talking high school job. Oh, which right here, uh, mm-hmm. who the f- has a, a, a high school job at the airport? I mean, it's no not really. No one. So I was doing ground crew. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Um, first of all, that's actually one of the reasons why I remember the bank of uh, airport phones mm, is mm-hmm. because when I went there, this is pre cell phones. This is mm-hmm. back when everybody had pagers and stuff. Right. Um, so I, you know, when I was told to go to uh, the phones at the specific gate mm-hmm. and call the number, and then someone would come up and take me down into the tunnels mm-hmm. to fill my interview. Right. So that's how you had to do things back then. Fair enough. <laughs> um, anyway, mm-hmm. got hired on. All the usual goodies. Yeah. By far the easiest and the hardest jobs I've ever had. How so? That one job. Right. <laughs> because you would work harder than you've ever worked in your entire life mm-hmm. for 15 minutes. Ah, Okay. Then you're waiting for your next plane. Mm-hmm. So you're waiting two to three hours in the, okay. in the employee room. Right. And without a doubt, after our first plane, I would come back. Like I said, I was in high school. So I had all this homework. Mm-hmm. I'd come back. Motherfuckers had done my damn homework for me. Nice. <laughs> no, I was pissed. Cause it was like, that's what I planned on doing. Mm. It was boring as hell. This, this is also pre hard uh, game you could ever think of. Yeah. We played. Yeah. <laughs> Even I think I swear to God, some of them we just flat out made up. It was just <laughs> it was so boring there. But for 15 minutes, you were literally loading tons of baggage. Right. Literal tons. That's how they weighed it. Right. So you you would have to 
put certain bags in different compartments on the plane to keep everything all balanced. Right. And so you'd, you'd have like 15 minutes to load up about four tons in the back, a, in the back. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you'd have like load up another eight tons in the middle and then maybe another three tons up front in 15 right. minutes. Okay. So yeah, you're busting ass. So you're, yeah, you're busting ass and it's, you can't walk around. So, I mean, you're, you've got knee pads cause you're. Yeah. Aren't you like hunched underneath underneath the plane? Yeah. And <laughs> this is back in the days when, uh, yeah, if, and I will tell this right now, people are going to get pissed. If it said fragile, that mm. meant throw harder. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> we totally, but I would be sitting there by the door on mm. my knees and throwing these bags that are. 40 50 pounds mm-hmm. about 15 feet and as i'm throwing them i'm stacking them like tetris right you had to pack them in like sardines so like i said working harder than you've ever worked in your entire life for right. 15 minutes then nothing for three hours perfect the most maddening job ever so but here's my here's one of my points yeah. good because it was pre 9 11 right I was literally, so there's that aspect to it. And then there's the other aspect to it where mm-hmm. you're on sort duty going through and uh, sorting through where each bag is going to go. Right. So it comes down on a conveyor and you have to have all the airport codes memorized. Mm-hmm. And now, okay, now this whole cart here is for LAX. Mm. This whole cart here is for San Francisco SFO. Right. And, and you'd have to, you know, sort the bags, right? Well, you're ter- you're told for that one that you are the bomb detection. <laughs> Back in nine 9-11, eleven, before nine eleven, right? I was actually told, okay, when you're doing this job, you are the bomb detection. Mm-hmm. Let someone know if you hear a beeping or a bag starts vibrating. <laughs> See, and I'm and I'm having the uh, you know fucking Fight Club flashbacks. It's like, well, it's not your dildo. It's a dildo <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <clears throat> because nine times out of ten it was a dildo <laughs> oh god some poor woman is just fuck it or some gay dude you know i'm not judging <laughs> yeah it's just fucking sitting there like mortified like oh god <laughs> with us it was easier because we're down in the bowels of the airport mm-hmm. so it wasn't like in front of everybody right we would just have to throw a tag in there saying hey we opened your luggage just so you know right um, uh, but that that's it. It wasn't like TSA up top where they're they're making you take all your stuff out in front of everybody. Right. And then they're waving around the big black dildo or yeah. pink or rainbow colored, whatever it is. Right. Ultra Dolphin 9000 or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, my uh, it reminds me of the old Kinnison bit and, and I'm going to butcher it. But uh, it was when uh, he was talking about um, him and his old lady uh he had gotten caught cheating and she was he says you know i don't know you know i was i was uh, sorry he says yeah you know yeah fine you know she's like did you cheat did you cheat did you suck her dick did she suck your dick you know that kind of thing and he goes oh yeah okay honey honey all right yes she sucked my dick she's like did you fuck her did you fuck her he's like yes yes (laughs) yes i fucked her and she's like oh oh and she starts crying i'm feeling bad i'm fucking awful i'm a what a piece of shit i am and she's crying and she's like and he goes you know and uh you know i she 
she's crying. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, sorry, sorry. And, you know, for the next year, you know, I'm the nicest guy. I'm Mr. Perfect. I'm doing everything right. And I, and I didn't quite hear her because during her crying, because she's like, don't leave. I haven't gotten you back yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he says, you know, yeah, you did butcher it, but it's all right. Yeah, that's all right. I butchered it. And she's, and of course, you know, she's like, I'm heading off to, to LA. It's a six hour flight. I smoke a couple of joints, having a great time. And he says, and my, my wonderful lady, she, she packed my luggage for me. <laughs> so I go off to the airport and I'm walking through and I'm high as fucking. So I'm like, where's gate 56? Where's gate 56? <laughs> and all of a sudden I hear, dee, 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 dee. he's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he says, my wonderful lady packed a loaded 38 into my fucking luggage. <laughs> And I see all these security guys come up going, sir, sir, step away from the counter, step away from the counter. And I'm looking around like, huh, what? Oh, that fucking whore. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Always back your own luggage. Oh, that was fucking great. So, yeah, I got, uh, I was dealing with all that shit. And then, uh, yeah, I, uh, Oh, I got a new fan, by the way. I was talking to, uh, we'll call him a friend. Uh, I, I, uh, he's a he's a guy I deal with on a regular basis. We're talking about our past lives. And he goes, uh, yeah, he says, I used to be a SWAT officer. I'm like, get the fuck out. Really? He goes, yeah, yeah, I used to be a SWAT officer. I'm like, dude, come on the show. I'd love to fucking have you. Have all, you know, hear all these fucking stories, you know. <clears throat> him and uh, a definite friend of ours. Uh, he was down south uh, i was gonna have him on i haven't talked to him in a long time he's uh he kind of fell off the face of the earth love the guy but uh he uh he got a little too drunky drunky and uh apparently had an intervention and all that shit and so he's got a bunch of fucking funny ass you know iraq war war stories and shit like that and then mm-hmm. uh the swat officer i told him like dude you want to come on man you, you fucking come on you know front and center i'm gonna have a thousand questions you know hey tell me some, tell me you know the horrible shit you saw tell me about the you know the dude who you know decided to off his old lady then off himself you know shit like that says i want to hear all that fun shit you know my audience wants to hear all that shit you know yeah, like, yeah that fun stuff yeah, yeah, yeah the fun shit you know <laughs> as long as that whore dies <laughs> exactly god you know and i've seen a couple of shows like that there was one um I think it's, it's, it falls around the Dallas police department and they, they show these awesome negotiations and you hear the guy and the guy is just super calm. The negotiator, he gets in one of those giant ass, um, uh, you know, like Winnebago looking things. And he's on the phone with a dude. He's like, Hey man, Hey, what's going on? You know, how you doing buddy? And he sounds kind of like the dude from the big Lebowski. He's like, Hey man, how's it going? All right. And, All right. and the guy, the other guy on the other end, just like, you know, killed his wife and like her mom and some other shit. And he's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. He says, Hey man, Hey, listen, it's cool, man. Just put down the gun. You're scaring people, man. Why don't you just come on out? It's fine. Then all of a sudden he goes, all of a sudden you hear pop. And on, you know, SWAT rushes in and he goes, Oh man. He offed himself. Cool. <laughs> and the guy just goes about his, his fucking daily life. And you're like, dude, man, you're you're a hard motherfucker. <laughs> you hear about the one last night. Hmm. Oh, do we have some? No, no, no. no I have. Hmm. So uh yesterday in Portland there was a uh guy who um apparently jumped out of the second story window. Clearly a, a rational decision. 
So, well, he was diagnosed, the actual diagnosed par- paranoid. Okay. Uh, Schizophrenic? Yeah, yeah, something like that. But jumped out of a second story window, had a knife, and just started like threatening people right. with it. So, obviously, the police are called. Clearly, this is a race issue, right? <laughs> well, police <laughs> get out there. Very first question i had you know when i'm yeah. hearing this is uh <laughs> is the guy alive yes he is alive mm, all right fair enough so, so the cops didn't 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 go the easy road you know so to speak They're getting but soft he was, man <laughs> he was definitely completely agitated right so the police were trying to talk him down they were you know trying to calm him down right apparently the guy was being set off by loud noises and so they were literally walking the blocks trying to reroute people mm-hmm. in order for um, them to calm down the situation right. while they were waiting for uh, – they were, they were getting his, uh, his psychiatrist and his mm-hmm. mom down there. Okay. And started calming things down. He was right. calming down. And, well, this is going to be a trigger for you. Uh, now the protesters showed up. Of course they did. Of course they did. Now here's my thinking on it. The police, of course they did. Honestly, as they were trying to peacefully bring this guy in, uh huh. They're all screaming and yelling, and remember how I said he's being agitated by the loud noises, uh huh, making things worse. Exactly, and they were just. They had no reason to be there, really. Of course not. Literally, were just making things worse. The thing that aggravates me is when I see somebody, and and the Mike Brown shooting is a prime example. If the person that is shot is black, the the civilian is black, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, there's just a section of people that it does not matter. Doesn't matter what the dude did. Doesn't matter if he pulled a gun, pulled a knife executed a bunch of people none of that shit does not matter it's just he's black and a white cop shot him oh my god in fact there have been a couple examples i think in portland might be wrong Which, by the way mm-hmm. is racist oh totally it totally is um but getting back to this the, oh yeah the mom, the mom was actually there mm-hmm. uh she'd made it by that point and mm-hmm. was begging the protesters to stop right because she knew that they yeah, needed to quiet everything down, and and then he's he's off having his own delusion stuff. Finally, the uh, the the therapist shows up, calms right. down the situation as much as he could, but the cops still ended up having to tase him. Man, shit happens. Um, that's the only thing that I... as far as they they took it though, they tased him. Right. He's still one hundred percent good. I just want yeah. Well, that's the thing that, out, that he, he, he went after people with a knife and they were mm-hmm. still able to take him in. Mm-hmm. No one was hurt other than, you know, he, he didn't hurt anybody and he himself wasn't mm-hmm. hurt except for the taser. Yeah. The taser and he shit his pants probably. <laughs> well, and the holes from the taser. Yeah. You know, All right. Well, cause that's one thing I've noticed is that um, the, uh, the people don't understand that tasers aren't hundred percent. Like, I mean, even if you hit a dude square in the chest and I saw a video and it was the scariest fucking thing I ever saw. 
it was this big dude and it's years old and I, I probably couldn't find it if I tried, but <clears throat> this guy, he, he's a big dude. He's aggravated. Cops get out tasers and he go, they're like, Hey, listen, you know, get on your knees. You're under arrest. Blah, blah. And he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not fucking doing it. I'm not doing this shit. And they shoot the tasers, the, the little barb, you know, mm-hmm. leads hit him in the chest and it goes, and you see his like right peck shake a little bit. And he grabs him and pulls it out and goes, don't do that. I don't like that. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, you know what that is? That's called PCP. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are some drugs that people don't understand. You know, you can just shake that shit off. Like, no, don't. I don't like that. Um, That's where the cop should have gone. You know, I don't like doing that either. But, you know, let's let's have a, a nice, peaceful night here. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, no, let's... Uh, Maybe see what happens when we give them some bath salts. Maybe someone gets their face eaten off. Uh, these are so great. You, you read that story. Of, uh, drugs people should never fucking take. Well, wow. for me, well, for me, the, the um, well, I told you a story about weed, right? The first time, uh, the first time I did weed. Oh God, weed is not a bad drug. No, man. weed's not a bad drug. Not even close. <laughs> but it's it's fucking funny as hell. Okay, so I'm gonna paint the story here. I am freshly divorced because mm-hmm. i'm a joy to live with mm-hmm. <laughs> i am in phenomenal shape because of vitamins and working you out you realize you say that a lot on this podcast yeah i know i'm not, <laughs> I'm not in as good shape as i need to be you know but it tells you you know it's a while ago so this is about 10 ish years ago probably closer to 12 yes yeah, mm-hmm. 0809 right now, this is in the height of my swinging days. You know, this is when we were dealing with the uh, fat Mexican fella. You know who I'm talking about, Mr. Mm-hmm. T. Uh, not that Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> I pity the which, which reminds me, before I forget, his daughter is a, is a stand-up comic, and she, is a funny, she has a funniest fucking bit where she's talking about my dad is a celebrity, and it's Mr. T. And um, she says, I am, I think she's, she says, when I got my first period, I went to my dad, and my mom was out, you know, doing something. Uh, I think she, he had custody of her, some shit like that. And she goes, I got my period, dad. What should I do? And he goes, sit on the toilet until your mama gets home. <laughs> <laughs> fucking died laughing. It was the funniest fucking thing I'd ever heard. So anyway. To look for that. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got introduced to the world of swinging uh, from our buddy, Mr. T. And was going around and, you know, you think, oh, swingers, man, it's going to be nothing but hot chicks, you know, or, you know, swinging Mm -hmm. studs. No, 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 no. It's a bunch of middle-aged people and all that shit. Now, I am in my 30s. I am in really good shape. So, of course, I'm king shit. So, but I'm king shit with a bunch of middle-aged broads, right? Fine, whatever. Well, fast forward, I'm on this website, Adult Friend Finder, right? And, oh, Mm -hmm. I remember on that. I got another story for adult friend finder. Remind me of Planned Parenthood. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I don't need to remind you of Planned Parenthood. You probably know the address by heart. You know, it's in the, G- it's in the GPS, you know. So anyway. You're still on the payment plan. <laughs> <laughs> if you get like another punch card, you know, you get like a free donut. <laughs> oh. Um. I'm on Adult Friend Finder. This chick hits me up, says, hey, man, saw your profile, thought you were hot. You know, my husband, uh, 
you know, it's cool if we fuck on the side, blah, blah, blah. You want it? You, are you down? I'm like, all right, cool. So we're talking. And she says, I kind of want to go on like a couple of dates, just kind of feel you out. Cool, man. I'm, I'm down for that. All right. So we go to this yeah. bar in Portland and I don't know the name of the bar, but the inside is painted with all this like UFO shit, right? Space-based and UFOs. And somebody is probably going to hear it, know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. But we're in there, we're talking, we're having a grand time, right? So a couple hour date, you know, pay for drinks, get to know each other a little bit. Hey, this date went great. Um, I want one more date, then we're good. Cool, cool. So we go on the second date, her husband is there, right? He wants to get a feel, right? It's like, dude, I'm not going to fuck you, right? You understand that, right? He's like, oh yeah, no, 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 no. He says, I'm, I'm cool. Just, you know, I just want to know kind of what she's getting into. Cool, man. I'm not going to hurt my feelings, right? So we're all laughing, joking, having a great time. Now, I have a full-time job and that's important to the story. This is going, this is on a Friday night. I've been up since 6 a.m. I've had probably five, six, 12, 20 alcoholic beverages of some kind. It's Knowing now probably two. But probably okay. two. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <clears throat> it's now two in the morning. So I've been up 20 some odd hours. I have had a bunch of drink. We drove to her apartment from this place, right? So, you know, we're already going into, you know, some lady wants me to fuck her in front of her husband to drunk driving. It's going to get worse. You know, we're going to have a good night. <laughs> so we drive to her house or her apartment and she says, hey, you don't mind if I smoke a little weed before we start? Yeah, cool. No problem, right? So she goes, you want any? I go, I've never done it before. And literally I haven't. And she's like, oh my God, are you kidding me? no no i'm not kidding I, I literally have not never done it before and she goes oh my god we, we have to get you some I'm like all right cool so she gets me a brand new pipe never been smoked in gets me a big old fat thing of weed right and i go okay what do i do she says you put your thumb over this light it inhale hold for probably you know 10 15 seconds you know however long you can take it and release i'm like okay cool now By the way that hole is called the carb but, okay. There's a no, there's a name. <laughs> I learn something yeah. new every day. Now, <laughs> here's where here's where things went sideways. So at the time, and I'm not going to name the place, but I was taking MMA classes with top level people. So you my already car, named the place last week. Did I? Okay. Well, fuck it then. You know, I've already had, <laughs> I've had one drink. I'm already tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been going to Quest for a while, right? My one drink is two of yours. <laughs> why are you? Why are you? Why are you? Uh, why do you have no drink left? <laughs> I think oh, you're right. Actually, that was my second one. I know. Well, we're out of tequila now. How dare you? <laughs> I know. We're, we're debating on what to have next. You know. All right. Fair I enough. Think maybe, maybe finish off the eggnog. <laughs> or elf cum, as David Tell calls it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have been going to Quest for a couple of years at this point. So my yep. cardio is phenomenal. Best it's ever been up to, up to today. It's the best it's ever been. So I go, okay, no problem. And she just says, inhale. She doesn't tell me really, you know, she's only 10-ish seconds. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have some fun, right? And I go. <laughs> for literally like a good 20 seconds. And her eyes get really big. Like, what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> and i'm looking at her like no nah, no nah, i got it i got it i got it <clears throat> so i hold it in again for a really long time 
And she's like, let it out, let it out. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm a man. I could do this shit. Don't worry about it. I got it. So between inhaling and exhaling was like a minute. And I exhale and I had this burnt taste. And I go, yeah, that tastes awful. And, I, and she goes, are you okay? And I go, I, I don't, I don't get it. And nothing happened. I says, this thing is, there it is. Like it just <laughs> hard hit me like a fucking wall. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm like, wow, this is great. I am drunk. I am high. <laughs> and now I'm about to have some fun with this lady, this lady. Right. So we're making out on our couch. Dick gets hard. He's like, all right, we're gonna have some fun, man. Let's go have some fun. So she says, Hey, let's take us upstairs. Cool. So we go upstairs. We're going upstairs, and her husband doesn't understand that another man's voice does nothing for me. So when he's saying shit to her, like, yeah, that's right, you suck that dick, you suck that dick. I'm like, dude, it's like when you're trying to jerk off in there and all you see is just a dick in a porn. You're like, shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of the way, shut the fuck up. Or back in the day when they used to all of a sudden pan over to the guy's face. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about the dude's face. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. So my You just made me gay. What the fuck? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Came out of nowhere. Phrasing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. At this point, literally from the time I I had exhaled to the time we're in her bedroom, it's probably five minutes. Now at this point, the alcohol's not worn off and this wave of high has now hit me. And my body is numb. And it's also like three in the morning at this point. So my dick is like, I'm out for the night, boss. Sorry, I can't help you, right? So she's trying everything she can, right? And it's, it's you could tell she's not into it, right? Her husband, like she was into me, but the minute that her husband started talking, she's like, shut the fuck up. What are we doing here? She's mm-hmm. like jerking me off, suck my dick, trying it. And my, my body's just like, nope, sorry, whatever. And so complete fucking disaster. So I'm like, you know what, this just isn't happening. I'm just going to go ahead and call it a night. She's like, okay, yeah, it's cool. You know, I'll call you. And she never called me. Fine, whatever. Toss on my clothes, get in the car. This is when I had the Civic with a little blue interior. Get in the car, and I'm driving down 84. Now, anybody that knows 84 from Gresham to the 205 knows it's perfectly straight Mm -hmm. for a couple miles. So I'm driving perfectly straight, doing a good 20, 25 miles an hour. On a freeway where everybody does like 75, 80. <clears throat> For the most part, there's also, you know, I-84 has got a nickname, you know, mm. Portland's biggest parking lot. Mm-hmm, true. You're not at this point, because at this point, yeah, it's like. Yeah, you're, you're probably wide the fuck open. Oh, yeah, you know, it's wide I, open. I've literally been over over 200 miles an hour where you were at. Right, exactly. On the bike. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I nice. made it from my house in Vancouver out to Troutdale in less than ten minutes. Nice. Well, I mean, <laughs> you had that bike. I mean, that bike would fucking fly, you know. So. Oh yeah, no, you, you, the state screwed me over, which allowed you to have my bike for like six months. <laughs> I'm gonna finish that story. Then I'm gonna let you do yours. <laughs> so I'm driving down a four feeling good I'm like god damn man this is great this is what the weed people are talking about man and i'm like all right having a good time and people were like me speed up motherfucker you know that kind of shit and i'm like hey man hey slow down <laughs> safety first man you know let's make sure we all get home mm-hmm. any cop who was there would have wouldn't have even had to fucking you know give me a field sobriety test it'd be just like dude get, come with me we're just we're gonna go 
pull off over <laughs> here. No cops. I was like, I just drove home, slipped it off. And I'm like, she'll call me. She will never call me. <clears throat> all, all, all any cop would have had to do is, hey, if you just get in the back of my car, we'll get some Taco Bell, all right? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. So, so when you roll on the window going we're going on an adventure <laughs> <laughs> so tell your fun story uh so actually i was gonna uh, so do you want to hear about either a the reason why i quit smoking uh weed mm-hmm. by the way which was in high school when basically there's a story attached but the short into it is just that well i didn't know that it was laced with pcp oh that's a good one i don't think i've heard that one okay what's the other one have not i know you haven't uh or the other one that you do know and why the state screwed me out of being able to ride my bike for six months Mm, i'll take the pcp story because i haven't heard that one (laughs) i thought (laughs) i thought you'd like that uh because it kind of tied in here Mm -hmm. so once again this is in high school i i I have done, I have smoked weed a couple times since then, but literally like two or three times, literally like two or three times since high school. But back in high school, um, well, for one, uh, I've got plenty of stories of dealing in junior high, for Christ's sake, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. uh, where once I tricked a drug dog. Uh, to also, uh, you know, I, I was just myself a huge pothead. Tried to grow it in in mm-hmm. my in, in my closet, in my room, in my parents' house. Mm-hmm. You know, who hasn't uh, done that? But I I was definitely into smoking weed until one day I'm at this party. Everybody's smoking weed, whatever, over at a buddy's house. He supplied the weed, and so it's like, okay, cool, man. I great. I don't have to buy it. Amen. So we're smoking it, and and the next thing you know, everything <laughs> goes weird. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I still remember this, where it was just like, I was telling everybody that it it felt like everything was a soap opera. Everybody's got amnesia. <laughs> it was, <laughs> you know, it was like the visuals. It just seemed like. Okay, it seemed like I was in a soap opera. Right. So it, it just the, uh, you know, cinema, what is it? It's cinematography. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that's what it felt like. Right. And then next thing you know, I was on the side of the house doing burpees. <laughs> that's what you do when you're at a party. And... <laughs> My friend come, you know, he finds me on the side of the house doing burpees and I would do like 10 burpees and I'd look over and I'd puke and then I'd do you know, a bunch more burpees and I'd look over and I'd puke. And he's asking me, he's like, are you okay, man? I'm like, yeah, just doing my pushups. <laughs> <laughs> After that, later the next day is when they told me that, oh yeah, shit, sorry, man. That 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 was laced with like some PCP. <laughs> like, you know, you need to tell somebody that beforehand. Mm-hmm. And after that, I don't know point, what they're getting like, into. You know what? I, I just could no longer 
I could no longer smoke weed after that. And, and right. just, it was just, it totally, it totally messed with my head. Right. And it, it you know, it kind of reminds me of there's a show on Netflix called uh, Disjointed, and there's two characters in that, Dab and Dad, uh, Dank and Dabby, and by the way, they are hilarious. Right. Um, they tried this brownie and got all upset because there was no pot in it. They they were they were screaming at the lady who baked it saying you've got to warn somebody when you give us pot brownies without pot <laughs> that's how that's how you end up being sober <laughs> this is bullshit lady <laughs> yeah it, it was quite funny but it's kind of same scenarios like dude right. no, you gotta warn me man that's just some messed up yeah so yeah that is actually why i am not oh you know i don't smoke weed to this day Right. Yeah. I was, I kind of wanted to, uh, I told, I told my lady, you know, cause it's been, like I said, 10, 12 years since I've had any weed whatsoever. I said, you know what I'd like to do? And, and I've, I took her brother to uh new Amsterdam up uh, top of Andreessen. Mm-hmm. And cause he's a big old pothead. You know, like he came down three, four years ago and he's like, Oh my God, dude, weed's legal. I go, yeah, dude. You know, I says, let me, let me tell you how fucking great America is. All right. I'm a goddamn millionaire, okay? For one, piece of shit like me, all right? I'm a goddamn millionaire. In fact, I'm a multimillionaire now. I'm a goddamn multimillionaire. I can go and buy guns, weed, and a hooker all in the same country. And I, and, and I know for a fact, at one point in time, down in Salem, Oregon, you could get weed and a gun in the same fucking strip mall. Which I'm like, oh, fucking God bless America. <laughs> so. There used to be a place outside of Beaverton, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still there, but I, mm-hmm. I was laughing my ass off. Fairly honest, uh, on's uh, machine gun parlor. No, uh, <laughs> not not anything to do with guns, but yeah. on the same lines of you know, just messed up locations. Right, had to be some grandfathered in scenarios there. Right, there was literally. and this right here tells you everything so there was a strip club where right in front of it was the crosswalk that led to the elementary school i don't see the problem here you know the girls have have to get their kids to school and then they got to get to work you know this is all about community man (laughs) well i told i told my lady i says here's what i'd like to do job stress shit like that you know that piece of shit on Reddit doesn't know what the fuck job stress is like, you know, because he didn't have a job. But um, we uh, it. There we go. Um, but uh, I says, you know, job stress and shit like that. I says, here's what I want. When I took uh, the brother-in-law up to uh, New Amsterdam, the lady has like a book, like a three-ring binder. And she's like, what do you want weed to do? He wanted to get you up, get you down, get you whatever, you know? And he's and he they were talking weed and, and I have no clue. Like, I'm, I'm looking around, you know, like you know, a guy who just got his first flip phone, you know, in fries, you know, in, in his glory days. But um, I, I told Leia, I says, you know, I'm going to back at some point in time because here's what I like to do. I want some weed that'll take the stress, like just completely wipe it away, you know, completely just like relax. And I says, I'm going to throw on some headphones, some super expensive headphones. Um, now it might be super expensive to me, but might not be somebody else, you know, like two, $300 set of headphones. Toss them on, listen to this. You just said that you're a multimillionaire. 
Well, yeah, you know, it doesn't mean I spend it. How the fuck do you think I get that much money? <laughs> Reminds me of... Uh, point out the hypocrisy. Yeah. Oh, totally hypocrisy, yeah. <laughs> well, like, like here, let me show you here. Check this out, dude. Check this out. Yeah, I'll show you. Um, I'll find it here for you. One second. That's not it. Where the fuck did it go? There it is. Personal cap. There's a uh, uh, thing in here called personal cap. Kind of hard mm-hmm. to see. Right there. <sighs> Two million dollars right there. <laughs> that's uh that's what I got right there for now. Two million twenty-three thousand four hundred thirty-eight dollars in uh real estate alone. I'm like, god damn, look at me go. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about buying that apartment complex. Oh, that's so. even better thing. So I, I'm looking at another apartment complex, but uh but anyway, so I said, you know, I'm uh I'd really like to be able to just like toss on some headphones, listen to like the doors, Pink Floyd, you know, just kind of like lay back and be like, ah, let all that fucking just stress, just fucking wash away from you. Um, but re- reminds me of uh, ooh, this next story. So I'm on adult friend finder. I've been on adult friend finder in 15 years or so. I get a uh, instant message from a dude and he goes, Hey man, uh, me and my lady, you know, we like to bring in a third and this is my, my swinger days. I'm a swinger, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid fucking awesome powers impression. But uh, hey, me me and my lady, we like to uh, we kind of get down. You know, you want to come on in. Okay, cool, man. You know why? Well, fuck it. Why not, right? He says, uh, we have a um, questionnaire we want you to fill out before we do. Because we saw you, thought you were hot. You know, blah, blah. Fine. So, and it's like 20, 30 questions. Like, and it's things like, you know, how many sexual partners have you had in the last, you know, month um have you been recently tested um have you had a vasectomy you know standard shit that you would ask right yeah so i so i answer all of it right now get a uh um i get an email back from him he says hey man looks great you know we, we, we really like to party cool man and he says what rules do you have i uh, says you want to split a chick you know like we would s- split a fucking burger or a pizza fine but here's the thing Swords and shields don't touch. You know, you want to grab an end, I'll grab an end. We're fine. We flop around, fine. But shit between me and you ain't going to happen. He's like, all right, cool. No problem. <clears throat> so this chick just oozed the word MILF. Like, you remember um, Stifler's mom from American Pie? Yeah. Yeah. Ex- perfect example. Older woman, in her 40s, still got it. Rocking body, nice big tits, nice tight pussy, the whole nine. And Although I did not like her lip. Thing that yeah she, she got her little lip thing but you know what i'm talking about like when i talk like a milk yeah, right yeah, yeah. I guess so i get there and she's like oh my god this guy is perfect right so we're going in she's sucking this dude's dick i'm pounding away no condom because you know that's some fun right okay. so anyways pounding away and i'm like hey i'm gonna come and she goes come inside i'm like oh fuck yes ma'am so i pressure wash her uterus <laughs> okay just blast inside right so i'm like cool man cool that was fun right hop up go to the bathroom and i'm feeling just like like raw manliness like right yeah i just fucking conquered that shit right walk into the bathroom wipe my dick off grab a drink of water grab a gatorade come back she comes over, she starts sucking my dick again. And my dick's like, hell yeah, boss, let's go. She's hot, let's do it again. I'm like, fuck, you gotta be shitting me. All right, buddy, let's go. Mm-hmm. Do it again, pound away. And at this point, she's ignoring her dude, right? She's all about, you know, paying attention to me. 
cool, man. Fine. Not going to hurt my feelings. He's off in the corner, just kind of just doing his thing. Right. <clears throat> but he's not minding. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. So pounding away, having a great time, pulling her hair, you know, come inside again. Everybody leaves, you know, nice and nice and happy from the table. Right. I think nothing of it. Right. I leave about, you know, and I get occasional texts from her. Hey, you know, that was fun. We should do it again. You know, that kind of shit. Whatever. Right. So fast forward about a month-ish, six weeks-ish, something like that, I get a text from her. And it's a picture of a positive pregnancy test. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, it gets better. It gets so much better. So she's like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. You know, and I'm like, oh, like you, feel, like you ever get like bad life-changing news and you're like, oh, my God, you can feel the fucking blood rush out of your head happen to me and the thing is she sent it to me while i'm sitting on the toilet taking a shit so of course i'm like oh boy <laughs> could better hold on to the wall so i don't fall over <laughs> you were in your own type of labor exactly you know i'm trying to see <laughs> the baby's head's crowning <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like oh my god so i text her back i said call me the second you're available right she my phone immediately rings Oh my God, I don't know what to do. I says, hold on, hold on, hold on. Calm down, calm down. Okay. She says, you don't understand. My coworkers looking at me funny because I'm bawling my eyes out. I don't know what to do. I says, hold on, hold on, hold on. How do you know it's my baby? All right. You got to calm down. I mean, you know, it's your, you know, you've been with your husband a million times, you know, blah, blah, blah. She says, I have slept with literally nobody but you in the past two months. It has got to be yours. And I go, well, you know, I don't, I don't see the problem here. I says, it could be, you know, your husband's, I mean, you know, he was, and she goes, you don't understand. My husband's going to fucking kill me. And I go, what do you mean your husband's going to kill you? He was right there. She goes, that wasn't my husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. She goes, no, no. I've been running around behind my husband's back with another dude, basically trolling for other dudes. And my husband's going to fucking murder me. And I'm sitting there thinking, murder you, bitch. He's going to show up my front doorstep with a goddamn gun. <laughs> and she goes, I don't understand how this happened. You said you had a vasectomy. And I go, wait, no, I didn't. She goes, yes, you did. And I go, no. Nope. the paperwork mixed up. Yeah, she did. So you know, like when you, when you read, when you're reading line by line, and sometimes your eyes will transpose, go from one line down to another. Mm -hmm. She did that. The first question was, have you had a vasectomy? Um, and I put no. And then the next question um, was, have you been recently tested? And I put yes. So she read it as, have you had, uh, have you had a vasectomy? And she, and she transposed and went, yes. So she went, oh, cool. This guy's feeling good. He's having a great time. You want to come to me? He's had a vasectomy. Good, mm -hmm. come to me. So I'm like, oh my fucking God. So I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to Planned Parenthood. We're going to get this taken care of, right? And I'm being super sensitive about this, right? I'm trying to help her out. I'm trying to be super nice about it. But the flip side of that is I have, I have no, I barely know this woman's name, right? Mm -hmm. So, cause I don't know if she's trying to scam me cause I've heard of shit like that. So I said, all right, you know, I'll tell you what, what do you want to do? Right. And I, and I did the Chris Rockway. What do you want to do? Right. And I'm not, I'm not telling you what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And she goes, well, we should go to Planned Parenthood and get the same care. No problem. So she called me back about 20 minutes later. She says, okay, it costs $400. Um, you know, if you want, you can just send me the money and I'll go ahead and I'll take care of my, no, 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 no. It's cool. It's cool. We did this together. I will happily walk with you. You know, we'll, we'll do this, you know, as a friend. Right. So 
<laughs> a couple of things happened at Planned Parenthood. So we arrive and there's one of those religious whack jobs, you know, with the little sign, whores, you know, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, dude, fuck you. Not the time, man. Not the time. <clears throat> so we walk in and um, all the people at Planned Parenthood. Now this is in Portland. I think it's on MLK. It's in, it's in uh, I, I, I want to say it's in MLK. I might be wrong. <clears throat> so we walk in. And there's a bunch, bunch of young girls there, right? You know, you're talking in their 20s, right? They're there for like their first pap smear. They're there for pregnancy tests, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I walk in and the lady says, uh, it's going to be $400. And I said, okay, it's fine. And so she goes in the back and she's there for a long time. And I'm sitting in the waiting room. And this woman sits next to me. This woman's like 22, 25, shit like that, right? So of course I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to have some fun here. <laughs> <laughs> i look over i go so what are you in for she goes well um uh, i'm here for a pregnancy test and i go oh how come she says well my boyfriend and i um we uh you know we we were you know we had sex and took the pregnancy tests and blah 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 and it came up positive and he just started calling me all sorts of names you know just like whore i can't believe you would do this blah 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 I says, um, okay, that's fair. That's fair. And she says, I'm just trying to make sure I'm really, truly pregnant. I said, okay. I says, now I'm, I'm not trying to call things one way or another, but why do you think he would think that? Does he have a reason to think that, right? Have you been a little extra friendly with an ex, you know, things like that? She says, no, no, no. I says, okay. I says, well, I'll tell you what, give me a little advice. If there's a guy that you're with right now and he is reacting this way, that's a major red flag for me, you know? You should look at that like, oh my God, you're going to react this way when I've given you no reason, right? He's probably the one cheating on her. Mm-hmm. So I said, you got to reevaluate that relationship, okay? And so I'm giving her like advice, right? You know, because this is from a you know 35-year-old man's perspective to a 25-year-old woman's perspective, right? And I'm helping mm-hmm. her out. I'm being super cool about it, right? So anyways, um, the song comes on. And for the life of me, I cannot remember it at the moment, but I will. Um Oh, um, Dobie Gray. Um, what the fuck was it? Where he goes, give me the beat, boys, and bring my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. That's what it's called, drift away. Mm-hmm. So that comes on, and I'm starting to kind of mumble sing it, right? I'm like, give me the beat, boys. And she knows the song. I don't know why she knows the song, but she knows the song, right? So we're starting to kind of quietly sing it together. We're like, give me the beat, boys, and we're having fun, right? And at that moment, the MILF comes in. And she looks and she goes, what the fuck are you doing? And and the girl immediately goes, oh my God, his wife is here, his girlfriend, whatever. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to, to, to I, I wasn't flirting with your 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 uh, husband. She goes, he's not my husband. She goes, okay, your boyfriend, whatever. She says, I, I, I wasn't meaning anything by it. Like, and she goes, no, he's just a friend. And the girl, <laughs> to her credit, she goes, oh, your friend is here to support you. That's so nice. <laughs> so she goes she's like let's go like all right cool so now at this point the doctor has given her these pills right they say Mm -hmm. you take one pill that's like 80 90 percent of it right you the the next couple of pills there's like two or three after that and i might be mudding the the details but basically take two or three pills after that and then just kind of like triple checks and make sure right yeah. It's kind of like when you shoot somebody in the head, yeah, chances we're, are they're dead, but two or three pills, you know. We're, we're not doctors. Let's right. clarify that. Neither one of us has any sort of medical background. 
Uh, so don't. <laughs> uh, Easy there, Mr. Mangala. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got these pills in her hand, right? And I go, take one. And she goes, what? And I go, take one right now. Here's my Pepsi. I had a Pepsi with me. Take one. She goes, why would I take one here? And I'm sitting there thinking, you must be out of your fucking mind if you think I'm not going to watch you take this pill, right? And I go, just take one. Just it, it, it sounds weird. I says, but it'll make me feel better. So she's okay. So she takes one, takes Pepsi, swigs it down. We go to pay for it. And it's 450 bucks, whatever the fuck it is. And here's where it gets even funnier. So Lee says, yeah, it'll be 450 bucks. I pull my wallet out. And my first thought was, I wonder if I can put this on my American Express and get airline miles for it. <laughs> there you go. So I hand my card over and Lee goes, we don't take American Express. And I go, oh, I got a visa for that. And she says, we take debit cards and that's it. Okay. So I give her the debit card. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> now the best part is, is that the MILF was going on uh, camping trip that weekend and so they the doctor told her listen this is going to be like one of the worst it's going to the, the cramping is going to feel like one of the worst periods you've ever had okay so you know you may want a bed rest you may want this you may want that not hike through the fucking woods <laughs> so <clears throat> so fast forward she uh she goes on her little camping trip she takes the rest of the pills blah blah, blah. and then surprisingly she texted me like two, three weeks later. Hey, how you doing? Things aren't working out with my husband, blah, blah. blah. And I'm sitting there thinking, don't you fucking dare tell your husband what happened. No. No. And she didn't, but she was just like, Hey, listen, you know, I know it was a traumatic thing, you know, blah, blah. But when things calm down, you know, maybe we can go out for some coffee. And I'm thinking you are out of your fucking mind. I dodged a bullet with you. Like fucking Neo from the matrix. (laughs) Trinity help. (laughs) There's no way I'm coming back to you. Like, holy fucking shit, this lady was out of her goddamn mind. Don't get me wrong, rocking body. I mean, for, for an office worker, rocking fucking body. So basically, you, know, you thought about it. Oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I thought about it. Absolutely thought about it. And you know, my, my dick is like, boss, we're in. We're in, boss. Come on, let's let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And my brain is like, if you do this, I swear to God, I'm gonna jump out of your skull and I'm gonna go to somebody who has a thought. You know, I know we're getting a little long on time here, but all right, we don't have a time frame. Go ahead. What the you the, the uh, I think you need to tell people about your uh, uh, Nostradamus dick story. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Nostradamus dick. Nostradamus dick. <clears throat> all right, fair enough. That's what I'm here for, buddy. <laughs> just to plant that little nugget of you remember when you did this fucked up thing you remember when you did this fucked up thing remember when you did this fucked up thing? <laughs> all right so we all remember if you're especially if you're a guy we all remember what we're like when we're 17 right your dick could get hard if the wind blew just right and your dick was just about like fuck anything <laughs> and if it was a girl that was born a girl and she's willing. Oh my God. You know, I can get a girl pregnant through snow pants at that point. <laughs> so I was with this girl. She was my girlfriend for all of, you know, two weeks, you know, so it was a really long high school romance. And we get her back to my place and we're fooling around. And my dick will not get hard for anything. 
And I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? Because you always hear these stories when you're a kid, you know, all that happens to guys in their 40s, you know, and <clears throat> heart patients, shit like that. And my dick is just not getting hard. And she's trying everything. She's like playing with it with her hands. She's sucking on it a little bit, nothing. And she's like, what in the fuck is wrong? And of course she decides she's going to throw it in my face. Like, ah, oh, you're not a man. You're this, that, you know, you must be gay, whatever. And she leaves. Right. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what in the fuck was that? Right. So of course, like two weeks later, I'm with a different girl. We're making out my dick get instantly hard. Right. And I'm like, well, what the fuck was that with this other girl? And I says, I don't know. There's something wrong there. So fast forward about five years or so, your brother calls me up, says, Hey, we need to go to uh, dad's uh, apartment complex because he owned a small little shitty apartment complex says we need to swap mm-hmm. out a, uh, we all got traumatized on that one <laughs> in the ghetto in the ghetto <laughs> <laughs> we have to swap out a uh, hot water heater need you to come with give me a hand fuck all right well you know you're young you know he was i think i was gonna make like 100 bucks for it you know great so i get there knock on the door and i hear this this Real faint. Hey, come on in. Cool. No problem. So we go in and we hear this woman and she's like, hey, I'm just getting out of the shower. Come on in. Go ahead and make yourself at home. You know, take care of what you need. Blah, blah, blah. And we walk in and the place just, it, it had that Jerry Springer vibe, right? There was this, this fucking piece of shit TV. It was a piece of shit apartment. And that had that fat woman dent in the couch where that's where she sat to where like the fabric and it was a pullout couch, right? So the fabric had worn where it wrapped around the little metal under, under uh, mm-hmm. carriage pieces. And I'm like, ugh, you know, discolored the whole nine. There's dirty dishes in the sink. There's fruit flies, just a disgusting fucking place. And I'm like, ugh, fine, whatever. We're just, we're just here. We're going to get rid of this. We'll, we'll bang this out and be done with it. So <laughs> I look on the wall and I'm like, this woman looks familiar. I, I can't quite place her, but she looks familiar. This woman is easily 350, 400 pounds. But I'm looking at her face and I'm like, I fucking know this woman. She comes out and she immediately recognizes me and she calls me by my name. Oh my God, it's you. How are you? And then I flash back and I'm like, oh my God, my dick can tell the future. <laughs> <laughs> we have never swapped a water heater faster. <laughs> I lean and I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, blah. And I'm being polite. I'm being professional. And she goes, you know, in the back and, you know, finishes getting ready and all that stuff. And I lean into Steve and I go, I don't care how fucking fast you got to go, but you got to bang this out. Get this shit done so we can get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Why? I know this woman. You got to fucking get her done. No problem. So we leave. I mean, we finished, it could not have been more than like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Swap it mm-hmm. out, take it out. Everybody's fine. And I tell him the whole story and he looks at me right at it. He goes, so those are Thomas dick, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this by woman, the way, there's, we can do a whole episode by the mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. on stories Stories from that apartment complex. Oh, that apartment complex was just you shit. Research if we can actually say the name or not, because that's. I wonder if I that mean, we've got we've got stories from. Remember the God Roller? Oh, the God Roller was great. See? Or, or number uh, three. Got, or or uh, super clean. Tell you about the time when uh, Danny is now permanently traumatized. <laughs> um, Poor Danny. Per, I mean, 
he can't have a single flea on him anymore. Oh, I bet. I bet that place was fucking disgusting. We had a, we had an ordeal, Mm -hmm. which also got us thrown out of a Fred Myers. Um, (laughs) I'm just telling you, we can do a whole episode on just the stories from that place. Sure. And your cheap ass dad, You're like, here's 300 bucks. Clean this apartment. It's like three weeks to clean up the fucking apartment. Hey, say what you will, but I was the only kid in elementary school making six bucks an hour. You goddamn right. Uh, so, all right. Well, shit, we're coming up on what, three hours or two hours now. What the fuck are we out here? When do we start? I know we're at least an hour and a half. Yeah, fucking... we're about an hour and a half. All right, all right, cool. So, your old lady got anything she wants to say? No, she says she's good. Yeah, she, uh, she doesn't exactly remember saying anything last last time I was on. So I, I think she just offered like commentary, like, "Yeah, you're right," or "No, you're not," or whatever. Yeah, there, there was, it was just you know a little little color commentary. I think she only said like two sentences, but I, yeah. I was kind of giving her crap about her being on as well, and so well, that's she's why more she hasn't said a thing. Well, she's more <laughs> welcome to come on anytime she wants. Nodded. Yeah, she can come on and shit talk you all she wants. I'm more than happy to have her on for that shit. <laughs> oh, she she has her times where she would love to do that. So mm-hmm. let me tell you about your fucking friend. <laughs> <laughs> cool, bro. All right. Well, you go have yourself a good night then. You too, man. I'll talk See to you, you later. Bye bye. Yep. Bye.